Good evening, Hillcrest Baptist. Lovely to see you and visitors. Um, just to add my welcome to that of Bruce. Um, lovely to see you this evening. Let's open in a word of prayer as we come to God's word. Tonight we're going to be doing another meditation. In other words, we're going to really just focus our hearts on one verse in the Bible. And um, we need God's blessing and help in this. Let's pray. Our Lord Jesus, our hearts are lifted up to you even as we have gloried in you in our praise and worship. You are glorious. You are seated on high. You are enthroned in majesty. And we come to meditate on those words which you spoke to that Samaritan woman over 2,000 years ago. We pray that you would sharpen our minds, that you would now give us a spiritual alertness to pay attention to your word, and that by your spirit you might speak to us, you might convict us, and you might change us. Without you doing this for us, we meet in vain, and we humble ourselves before you and express our dependence on you. Amen. So if we can have the presentation up. Wonderful, thank you very much. So as my custom, when I do a meditation, I have the verse up in front of you so that we can focus as best we can um, on the Word of God. And so tonight, it's going to be John chapter 4, verse 10, and we are going to be thinking about Christ the Evangelist as he has this encounter with the Samaritan woman. I think it's going to be a relatively short meditation tonight. Sometimes I do waffle, but um, we will see as we go. So don't get surprised if it has a, a shorter ending that you might expect. Okay, so I pressed the button and nothing happened. Let me press it once more here. Okay, that seems to be working now. John 4 verse 10. In the encounter with the Samaritan woman, the Lord is now speaking to her. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Just this verse we are going to focus on. So we are going to really be trying to learn lessons from the Savior for personal evangelism. I don't know about you, but if I have to be honest, I would have to say that I suck at personal evangelism. I struggle to know how to initiate a gospel conversation with a stranger, 
and the Lord here was confronted with an utter stranger. Often, I reflect back and I realize I've let opportunities slip through my fingers. When I do engage with people, especially with, um, with strangers or people I don't know so well, I often feel awkward. And at times I feel not authentic in the sense that I'm doing this because I feel I need to do this. And I so long in my personal evangelism to have a deeper conviction about what I'm doing, have a more sincere love for the person, and to, and to really have an encounter with this person that they might come to know the Savior. So I, as I've spent time on this passage and this particular verse, I've deeply appreciated this encounter. If you just think about it, this is God the Son in an, a personal evangelism encounter with a stranger from the humanity of Christ, somebody he's never met before. It is real, it is sincere, and it is as authentic as you can get. And so as we take a glimpse of our Savior, just in this one sentence, I trust that we all, including myself, will become more determined, more deliberate, and more engaging as we walk in this world and we bump into people, that we would be more real and determined in personal evangelism. So that's what we are doing this evening. So let's jump into the text with our first heading. The compassion of Jesus. And we're just going to, for this heading, we're just going to focus on those first three words of the Lord Jesus as he turns to her and he speaks to her and he says these words, if you knew. And to me, as I've reflected on this, I really believe that this um, expresses a deep concern and compassion for this woman. There is a depth of feeling here because what the Lord Jesus is saying from his heart is that this lady is ignorant. He's saying to her, if you knew. In other words, she doesn't know. There are things that she's unaware of, that she's ignorant to, and that she doesn't know. She's searching for happiness and meaning to her life in all the wrong places, and she has found no meaning and no happiness. For her, it's most likely relationships with men or sex. She's been from man to man, and it has escaped her, and now she's living with somebody in sin that is not her husband. She is lost, she is blind, and she is ignorant, and one would call her a sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord Jesus looks at her and he sees this ignorance and this blindness in her, and he is stirred with compassion and love for her, 
and he looks at her and he has pity on her and he says, if only you knew, if only you knew. And isn't that where we have to start in our personal evangelism? We have to look at the people we bump into. We have to realize that they are spiritually, they are ignorant. They are living their lives. They are looking for happiness and for meaning in all the wrong places. And our hearts need to be moved by that ignorance and that darkness that is in them. And surely that is what moved the Lord Jesus here. He said to her, if only you knew, because he knows she did not know. And so he was going to tell her. And so we have to be stirred for sympathy for people, for compassion for their plight of ignorance, or we are never going to initiate spiritual conversations with strangers. It's daunting, isn't it, to meet a stranger and to start talking to them about the things of God unless we are driven by this conviction and compassion of the blindness and the ignorance that is in the people around us. We are not going to initiate those conversations. But I want you to look closely at this verse. There's even, her plight is a little bit worse than just a, an intellectual ignorance. Look, he, say, he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked. You see, what he's saying is that if you know what I'm going to tell you, if you really know it, it would lead you to ask and it would lead you to be given living water. And so the Lord Jesus is completely aware of her plight. It's not just an intellectual ignorance. She needs to have a heart knowledge of what he is going to say that will lead her to ask and to receive. And we need to be aware of that. When we speak to people, we are utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit to give that person a spiritual sight that they will hear, they will understand, and it will lead them to ask and to receive. And so we go into personal evangelism with that dependence on the Holy Spirit. And so here it is, our first heading, the compassion of Jesus. He looks with pity on people who are ignorant and spiritually blind, and he says to them, if only you knew, if only you knew. And so our second, our second point tonight, the heart of the gospel What was she ignorant about? Two things. He says, if you knew, number one, the gift of God, and number two, who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. 
So in personal evangelism, as we approach people, there are two things we need to speak to them about. Look at the Lord Jesus here. He highlighted two things to this lady as he starts this encounter. Two things which are fundamental and have to be um, in our hearts as we speak to these people. They are ignorant of the gift of God and they are ignorant of who Jesus is. And let's consider those two in turn. So the gift of God. So if we look at this verse closely, we have to conclude that the gift of God, the Lord Jesus is mentioning here, is in fact the living water, isn't it? Look at that. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you that gift, which is living water. So we don't get a full elaboration in this verse what that living water is. But what we know is the Lord Jesus is obviously using a point of contact. He's at a well. So you're going to use that point of contact. He's at a well with her. And he speaks to her about a gift from God and he describes it as living water. And we're just going to think about this now for a little while. So the Lord Jesus is speaking to her about eternal life. The gift of God for people is eternal life, and he describes it as living water. He is speaking about eternal life that is abundant, it is refreshing, and he is alluding to the Holy Spirit who, is, who applies salvation to us and who then indwells a believer. So when we are confronted, living water, what is, what is living water? He is turning her attention away from the common mindset of people, which is materialistic. It's got to do with the things of this world. And we can see that this lady needs to be steered away because straight away when the Lord Jesus speaks to her about living water, what does she ask? <laughs> you don't have a bucket. How are you going to get this water for me? She's thinking uh, purely about the things of this world, about this life. And the Lord Jesus is directing her attention to her true need. It is a spiritual need and it describes it as living water. The people around us are looking for their meaning and for their happiness generally speaking, in the materialistic things around us. Money, sex, fame, popularity. And this woman, her natural instinct was when Jesus speaks to her about living water, she goes back to the materialistic things and asks, well, where's your bucket? How are you going to get this water to me? And how is it going to benefit me so that I don't have to come back here again and draw from the well? And the Lord Jesus directs her away from that to living water. Abundant, refreshing, eternal life, which the Lord is going to explain in this encounter. What is critical for us in personal evangelism, the first thing that we have to do with people is to direct them to the true gift that God is offering them. It is forgiveness of sins. It is eternal life. It is not 
that God is going to fix all your problems. It is not that you are going to become wealthy, and it is not that you are going to become healthy in this life. The Lord is directing her to spiritual salvation through this word of living water, which he's going to elaborate on. And we can see why the world today is suckered by the health, wealth gospel. They are offered what they are looking for, what their natural instincts are telling them, that happiness and fulfillment and meaning is going to be found in this world, in the things of this world that are going to satisfy my soul. And here comes a false preacher with a false gospel giving them exactly what they want. And Jesus does not do that. He directs her to the living water, to that spiritual refreshment which God is offering. And so we need to be really careful when we encounter people. We need to, first of all, tell them about what God is actually offering them. We sometimes want to sugarcoat the gospel and make people think that they then have, are going to have this wonderful life on earth. It is an abundant life, it is a glorious life, but it is a difficult life and it is often a call to suffering. Let us make sure that we don't give people a false understanding of what Christ is offering them. Because a lot of the churches out here who speak health and wealth, the people come in, they are disillusioned and they go out. And you have a very high turnover because they are offering not what Christ offered. So that is the first thing. What is the gift of God? It is eternal life. It is the forgiveness of sins. And it is that simple. We have to explain that to them. The second thing we have to do, number two, is we have to point them to the Savior. What the Lord Jesus said is, if you knew the gift of God, eternal life, the living water, and who it is that is talking to you or that is saying to you. Look at the emphasis in that verse. And it's something we need to really grasp. If you knew who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you eternal life. When we come to personal evangelism, we have to speak to people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Not about God and not about Lord. Because those phrases today are very ambiguous. I have mentioned in a sermon long ago how I found it fascinating at work. Some of my Christian friends um, from different um, Christian backgrounds, how often they just say, the Lord bless you, or God bless you. They send an email, even a work email, and say, God bless you. And here's this Hindu guy. Thank you so much. God bless you too. 
And the Christian guy thinks, hey, this is, this is so good. We, we, you know, we're making progress here. And you are making not pro no progress at all. The God he is speaking about is totally different from the God you are speaking about. Just change that email. Just change the word God for Lord Jesus Christ and send that to him. And see if he sends back to you. Yes, thank you. The Lord Jesus Christ bless you too. You won't get that from him. The name of Christ offends people. It is the name of power. It is the only name under heaven and earth by which we must be saved. So look at what Christ has given. If you knew who it is who is talking to you, you would have asked him and he would have given you. He doesn't say the Father would have given you. And he doesn't say, the Spirit would have given you living water. He says, if you knew who it is himself, you would have asked him, who do you go to? Who do you ask? You ask Jesus Christ. And who will give you salvation? Jesus Christ. And so in our personal evangelism, we must not be ashamed of the name of Christ. The Lord Jesus wasn't. He was very clear to her. I'm the one that you've got to ask, and I'm the one who will give it. And so we speak the name of Christ to people, and until we've done that, we have not properly evangelized this person. They need to hear the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the only Savior, and that you are not going to get this living water and this spiritual life the gift of God, unless you go to him, and it will be bestowed by him on you. In this plural, pluralistic world that we live in, we must mention the name of Jesus Christ. Not just Lord, not just God. Uh, until we do that, we have not been specific enough about the gospel. Our third and second last heading, a very short one. The simplicity of the gospel. Look at this verse. So simple. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him. Doesn't say you would have worked for it, you would have tried to earn it. Because you see, it's a gift. If you knew the gift of God, what happens with a gift? Do you earn a gift? Do you work for a gift? No, you don't. You ask for a gift. Isn't that simple? In personal evangelism, we don't have to overthink it. We don't have to complicate it with the person. We just tell them, here is the gift of God. It only comes to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. Go and ask him. Go and ask him for it. That's all we have to direct people to. It is a gift, and so we don't earn it. We simply ask for it. That's the third point gone. Last point. We're moving through quite quickly now. The certainty of the gospel.
Look at that certainty. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Not, he would have considered giving you living water. Not, he would have thought about it. Not, he may have given you living water. Here is a certain gospel promise, and it speaks about the goodness and the kindness of God. Even as reformed people, we must never think that God, that the Lord Jesus Christ is reluctant to bestow salvation on those people who ask for it. He is not reluctant. He is eager. He tells us to go and evangelize the lost and to assure them the one who comes to him, he will in no way cast out. As a reformed believer, you must have no problem whatsoever to assure the person that you, it's, that you are speaking to, you need this gift. You only get it through Christ. Just go and ask him, and he will give it to you. You can assure them of that promise. What does Matthew 7 verse 8 says? Everyone who asks, everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, it will be opened. We do not have a reluctant Savior. We have a generous Savior, a kind Savior, one who is eager to save. And there are no maybes. The one who asks will receive. And so we simply need to assure people in our personal evangelism, this is what the Lord Jesus did to the stranger. He said, ask, and he would have given to you. He's not, he's not giving her a detailed description of God's election, and if she is one of the chosen, he just says to her, look at it. Ask, and he would have. And he or she, he's got no problem assuring her of the grace and kindness of God to give to those who ask. So we're going to close with a summary. Some lessons for personal evangelism from the most authentic, real evangelist that has ever walked this planet in an encounter with a stranger and this is how he did it. These were his convictions. This was his message. It must be ours and it must fill our hearts. If you knew the Lord Jesus was moved to compassion by her ignorance and her plight, she did not know. She was blind and ignorant, looking for happiness in the wrong places. And he was going to speak to her about this. The heart of the message, she needed to know two things. The gift of God, eternal life, what the Lord is actually offering people, not health and wealth. This is what God is giving you. And you need to know who that comes through. The Lord Jesus Christ Christ. 
and him alone, and you need to speak to them about Christ. The simplicity of the gospel. Just ask. Just ask him. And the certainty of the gospel. He would have given. And we assure people of those things. Let's pray together. Our Lord Jesus Christ, we so want to be like you. We so want to be filled with the compassion that you were filled with. We so want to be driven by the things, the divine things that you were driven by. And so I pray for each one of here, us here tonight, that we might be filled with these convictions, that as we go into the world, and even tomorrow we rub shoulders with people, please enable us, give us a deliberateness, give us conviction, give us a determination to speak to people of you. Bless us in this, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.